Are you struggling with irregular periods, mood swings, or headaches and just don't know where to go for help? Girl, I feel you and I'm so happy you're here. I've been where you are and I've now learned how to heal my hormones. If you are ready to finally get to the root cause of your period problems, mood swings, yes, even postpartum, and lack of sex drive, then grab your notebook and pen or crayon if that's all you can find and get ready to listen in. I know that you're tired of having those PMS symptoms every month. I know that you're tired of having to take birth control pills every day. You're tired of the mood swings, hormonal weight gain, and headaches. You're tired of feeling like every time you talk about it to your doctor, they just tell you it's normal and to try a different kind of birth control. But you want to feel energized and like you again, but don't know what information to trust and where to go to find help. I want you to stop looking around. I want you to stop being tired and I want you to start leaning into an easier way to balance your hormones. I'm going to help you balance your hormones in less than two hours a week. You can have a regular period, more energy, no PMS, and reach your weight loss goals without birth control. I want you to go right now to hormonehealing.org. Again, that's hormonehealing, all one word, dot org, and get started with me so that you can start healing. Are you in? Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode on the Hormone Healing Podcast. Today, I'm excited to actually share the testimony of one of my friends and former clients, Leah. She is a special education teacher from North Carolina, but she has an amazing story that I know is going to blow all of you you ladies away, and that's just going to really give a living life testimony of how healthy life and healthy lifestyle changes can really affect who you are. In fact, as a matter of fact, I even think that Leah may even go so far as to say that these healthy lifestyle um, habits that she placed into her life and these healthy lifestyle changes that she made potentially even saved her life. I think she would even go as far as to say that. Um, and I'm really excited to just share her her story. It's a very positive, uplifting story. So if you are looking for some positivity and some uplifting um, stories around motherhood and cancer and health and wellness, this is the episode that you are going to want to listen to. So Leah, it's so exciting to have you on this podcast. I've been looking forward to doing this and I can't wait to hear your story and uh, talk a little bit more. Thank you. I'm so excited um, to do this. I know we've been talking about it for a while now, so I'm just really excited to be here and to talk about everything. (laughs) Yes. So I remember we initially reached out a while back. Um, It was about a year ago, I think. Yeah. when we first like kind of started talking about hormones and you were looking for hormone health and things like that. And at the time you weren't currently pregnant and you just recently welcomed your baby boy into the world in May, correct? I did. He is two months old now. Oh, so exciting, which is part of the reason why we had this scheduled for some time. And I was like, I'm not going to put this podcast on Leah until she has properly healed. Because as you know, I'm a huge proponent of making sure you are healed and rested and recovered before you deal with the rest of the world. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) 
Yes. So could you just, um, starting from the beginning, could you just give a little background on yourself and just kind of briefly share your journey um, with where you initially started years and years ago um, and just kind of get our listeners that kind of background on yourself? Yeah. Um, so I'm actually from North Carolina um, and I was going through college, you know, your normal college student. Um, and I graduated, I actually have a criminal justice degree. Um, but I work as a um, special education teacher. Um, and about six months after graduating college, um, I was sick for about two months, probably with what I thought was a sinus infection. And I had gone to the doctor and I was like, Hey, I'm doing everything that I know to do. Um, and at the time, uh, I would, you know, take DayQuil and NyQuil. Um, and I was trying just everything I knew to do and nothing was, you know, kicking that sinus infection out. Um, and one day I came home from my part-time job and I just reached down to scratch. Um, and it was my left breast and I scratched and I just, I always say that it was a God thing because, um, I just happened to press down at that certain area Um, And that's where I felt the lump. Um, So we went on, you know, to the doctor. um, And being only 22, going to the doctor for something like that, they were like, well, it's probably because of your last cycle, you know, that that happens. Um, So I I really had to push for more testing to be done. Um, And I think something inside of me, I just knew um, something was wrong. Um, And we did an ultrasound and then a biopsy. Um, And usually biopsies take about three to five days to come back. Um, But mine came back in about 24 hours. And from there, um, it was like zero to 100. It was meeting with oncologists, meeting with surgeons, um, making a plan. Um, And I think because I was only 22, uh, they were like, we've got to get this taken care of. Um, so I ended up, the diagnosis was invasive ductal carcinoma and I was stage two. Um, and they put a grade on it. Grading is kind of hard to explain, but it was grade three, which just basically meant that it was kind of moving and changing a little bit. Um, so that was something that I went through so young. Um, And it was at the time, it was so kind of like taboo, I guess, that someone so young had breast cancer. Um, And so it was a shock to everyone, a shock to me, um, you know, thinking, what could I have done differently? Why is this happening to me? Um, And we are here now, and it's been over seven years, um, and I've been in remission, and you know, just doing things totally different now, you know, now that I know so many new things and learn so many things, um, that's just, you know, kind of my story. I, I actually had six rounds of chemo. Thankfully I did not have to have radiation. I was praying about that. Like I did not want to have to endure that. Um, and then two days after my 23rd birthday, Um, I actually had a double mastectomy. So um, that was pretty rough. Um, The recovery was pretty tough. 
chemo was okay. Um, I think just because I was so young, I tolerated it well. Um, but it does have, you know, some lasting side effects um, that still sometimes, even now, um, I still still have, but not as much anymore as I've changed my lifestyles over the year. Mm. Okay. Wow. Wow. And honestly, praise, praise the Lord that you overcame that and you're in a remission um, so many years later. Um, truly, God has a plan for you to use your life for something greater. It's, it's clear that you were put on this earth to to clearly preach and help or whatever it is, be a mom, be a, be a coach, be whatever it is God is calling you to be. He clearly has a plan for you because I think he's going to use this story to help you touch other lives and to really help them understand better. Maybe, maybe there's someone listening to this story right now who could be going some, the same thing or something very, very similar. Um, and so, you said that you started implementing some healthy lifestyle things um, and started learning a lot more about holistic lifestyles and things like that before you started implementing this healthier lifestyle. How did you initially before, like how did you initially feel before you started doing and implementing a more healthy lifestyle and before you knew everything that you know about hormones and, and healthy living now? So honestly, um, it, it took quite a bit of time to, to learn toward this, um, more holistic lifestyle. And, you know, I'm not perfect. It's, um, probably a 70, 30, sometimes 80, 20 lifestyle. Sometimes, you know, you just do what you can do. Um, but initially, you know, right after, um, my chemo and everything, you know, I had a few prescription medications. Um, I was on one called tamoxifen, which is, um, a hormone blocker specifically for um, estrogen, or that's what it was used for in my case. Um, And so now I know how important leveled estrogen is with other hormones that um, I woke up, I literally woke up one day and I told myself, I am tired of feeling like crap every single day. Like I don't have cancer anymore. I'm in remission. It's been four years. I need to do something. And this is not me telling anyone on this podcast to do what I did, but I woke up and I just stopped taking all of my prescription medicines. Like I just stopped. Um, I probably shouldn't have done it in that way, but that was just where I was at that point. And I was just tired. I had migraines all the time, joint pain all the time from chemo. Tamoxifen gave me a lot of um, migraines and I was struggling and I was exhausted. And once I came off all that medicine, you know, I was very clear headed. My migraines subsided a ton. Um, And that was a blessing in itself because, you know, if you struggle with migraines, they can be debilitating some days. And um, so I really honestly felt terrible every day. Um, And I just pushed through it. Um, So then learning so many things and going through your course and things like that, you know, I learned how important leveling, um, balancing hormones and leveling them out, um, how important that was and tracking your cycle and, um, learning all those things. Like, it's just, it's crazy that all, all of those things were out there, but I was never taught any of that. I was never told any of that. And I think it's so important and it's so great for people like you 
who want to educate people on this, you know, and there might be a husband out here listening to this because their wife might be struggling with hormones and they're wanting to help their wife, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm really, am just, I'm, I'm very vocal about learning about hormones and more of a holistic lifestyle. And, and I know that I learned from your, um, your course, even just the different types of workouts to do in like you're at the time of your cycle for each phase of your cycle. And I was like, I've never been told that like, that is crazy. So I learned a lot from your course. And I really think that was, you know, I was starting to get into it a little bit before I had reached out to you more so in the um, looking at ingredients and getting rid of toxic chemicals in my home and things like that. That's kind of where I started first. Um, And then I started getting more interested into more holistic things and more hormone related things because I had a hormone related cancer. Um, so I, I just, it just kind of blew my mind that all of this information was out there, but you don't know where to start unless you're given somewhere to start sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it just, you know, reaching out to you and learning some of that stuff, it was just kind of a catalyst to, learning more and kind of where I am now. Yeah, no. And, and I, I'm 100% in agreement with you because that's obviously I did not have the cancer, um, or things like that, but I can relate to you completely because I had the same similar story about the hormone imbalances and the information not being given to you. Mm -hmm. Um, you have to search it out. You have to willingly search the information out. And that's what I needed to do myself when I was struggling with my migraines and and my um, problematic periods and my postpartum depression and all those things. I had to actively research this stuff because even though this is basic information that in theory we should be learning in our health class in high school, we don't. We don't get that. Um, And we're not, we, it's not easily accessible to women and the knowledge around their bodies and how holiness is wholeness, both physically and intellectually. And I think a lot of times we just kind of, like you said, you were given like tamoxifen and um, all these other medications that just shut down your whole hormone system. Um, Yes, because maybe at the time when you were actually fighting the cancer, you needed that. I'm not going to say don't don't do that. Don't go through that. If you have cancer and you were prescribed that going through that, of course you listen to your doctor. But you were saying that you are now four years post and you were still feeling like crap. Like why was it that no doctors educated you on how tamoxifen was suppressing your hormone system and how you could help it and how you could prevent, um, you know, those migraines and things like that. That is the thing that kind of is a red flag, um, in my eyes. Um, And I know, um, so speaking about this and stuff, I know we just touched on the beginning of the episode, how you just recently welcomed your beautiful baby Grady into the world. And when you got, I know you said you got the double mastectomy and everything and you had the cancer. Did the doctors ever talk about pregnancy at all with you? Did they ever say, you know, you're, you're going to be able to get pregnant. They say it might be difficult. Did they ever touch on that? They did. Um, and so I had a shot and I can't remember the name of the shot um, and that I had to get before each um, chemo. And it basically shut my ovaries off. Um, and that was their way of saying like, okay, if the, if your ovaries are shut down, 
during this process, then it would help your fertility later on when you decide to start a family. Um, but that shot also, um, it like really made my white blood cell count. Like that's how it helped keep white blood cells higher um, because chemo kills everything really, um, even the good things in your body. And so um, they told me that it was still about an 80% chance that I could still get pregnant. Um, and, you know, we looked into, you know, fertility treatments and freezing eggs and things like that. And, um, my insurance wouldn't cover it because I, the chance of me getting pregnant was still so high. Um, so they wouldn't cover it. Um, and it was going to be like $7,000 a month just to freeze eggs. And I told my family, I said, no, we're not going to do that. You know, if God wants me to have a baby one day, I will have a baby. Even if he only blesses me with one baby, um, you know, that's okay. Like, you know, that's, that's fine. But if he wants me to have a baby, I will have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, and here we are. Um, now I was 22 when I had cancer and I actually turned 30, um, just a few days before my baby was born. So we share a birth month, a birth week. Um, so we are, um, you know, it, it did take a long time, you know, to get hormones regulated. And, you know, it's not an overnight process by any means. You know, you look into taking, you know, good vitamins that, are actually worth something and not filled with, you know, dyes and fillers and things that your body doesn't need and won't break down. Um, you know, different supplements that are going to help your body, um, changing your, your eating habits, you know, continuing to work out. Um, and that was really just kind of my focus was just to, to be healthy. Um, it was never about, you know, I lost, I lost a lot of the chemo weight, um, because I actually gained weight on chemo, because there was some steroid stuff in it. Um, so I was very like puffy. Um, and so I worked hard initially after to lose that weight. Um, and even still, I've kind of, I still struggle with my weight sometimes. And I think a lot of women do. Um, but it's, it wasn't about being skinny to me. It was just about being healthy. And that was the mm -hmm. overall um, goal of mine. Um, so I really focused on probably a year and a half, two years, um, really focusing on balancing my hormones for the time that my husband and I decided, okay, we're ready to start a family. That was, that mm -hmm. was the real main goal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I like how you say that. Two, two things I want to point out that you mentioned there. Well, actually, you had multiple things that you pointed out that you <laughs> mentioned there. Um, but one of which was you started to focus on your hormones before you got pregnant. So it wasn't like you got pregnant and you were like, oh, shoot, I got to focus on this. Because a lot of people and a lot of women think that, oh, a couple of years, even if you're not looking to have a baby for a couple more years, now is a great time to actually start just prepping your body slowly. Doesn't mean, no, you need to stop drinking alcohol and no caffeine and stuff, but just starting to look into what's happening in your body? What is the process? What is the hormonal process? And you started looking into that, you said, even just a couple years prior. The other thing that you touched on is you said it wasn't an overnight thing. It was a year, year and a half 
plus of figuring it out and learning and doing it slowly. And part of it is because a, you know, you were trying to do your own research. Um, and then I know, of course, eventually we ended up landing together in, in everything, but Mm -hmm. B, um, the other thing is that your hormones, it kind of like a broken bone, your hormones, just like a broken bone is not going to heal immediately. Just one, as soon as you put the cast on, Oh, my, my, leg is not broken anymore because I put a cast on it. It's kind of the same way with your hormones too. There's like a good three to six months process of constantly having to implement these things in order for you to see changes because unfortunately your body does not move fast, right? Um, And the same way that a bone doesn't heal fast, your hormones are not going to heal fast, but but you can heal them. And especially if you have that proper guidance and you know the proper things to do and the accurate things to do, which I'm so glad that you landed on me. And I'm so happy that I can help other women find the things that they should be doing and help them troubleshoot what's going on in their bodies through lab testing and things like that, which I have also added into the program. But with that said, um, would you could you give one or two things or maybe even two or three things, the top things that you initially started implementing after you learned about your hormones and what you did first to start changing? Just like two, maybe a couple practical, simple tips that you started implementing that maybe our listeners could start implementing? Yeah, absolutely. So honestly, um, people don't think that the things that they have in their house that they clean with or perfumes, lotions, um, body wash, shampoo, conditioner, all of the things um, that we put on our body, you know, your skin is your largest organ. And so it soaks up everything that you put on it. Um, And so many um, of those things that are out there are very, very toxic and endocrine disruptors. Um, So whether you think that you're using something that's not really harmful, um, you know, I took out Clorox, um, anything with bleach in it, anything like anything that burns your nose or tingles your nose when you use it, um, you need to get rid of it. Um, that was actually the first thing that I did. Um, and I didn't just take everything and throw it out and then replace it because that's expensive to do. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just, <laughs> Unless um, you're a millionaire and somebody yeah. does all your shopping for you. <laughs> yeah. So um, just do it step by step. You know, if you're getting ready to run out of, um, you know, that cleaner that you use all the time and you want to use a different one, um, find something that works for you. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a perfect option, but find one that's, you know, within your budget, that's less toxic, um, things like that. Same thing with shampoos, conditioners, all those things that you put on your body, just replace them as you go. Um, so that's one thing. Um, another thing is I really stress this and I stress it to my friends as well. Um, birth control is an absolute no, no for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Preach girl. <laughs> I, I am not, I don't want to get in trouble because, you know, medicine things, but, um, I truly believe being on birth control from a young age had a factor in me having breast cancer so young. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and if you really look into it, um, birth control is a type one carcinogen, um, mm-hmm. which is very, very dangerous. And they do not tell you that. 
Um, and the, everybody tries to suppress that information. If you go on, you really have to dig to find the research that proves that. Yes. Um, um, so I, that was one of the medicines that I completely just stopped. Um, but I learned how to track my cycle. You know, I downloaded an app, started tracking and, you know, I learned that period cramps and, um, PMSing, like, all those things, they were common, but they're not normal. You shouldn't feel that way when you're on mm-hmm. your, when you're on your period. So mm-hmm. learning that I was like, okay, like this is a challenge for me, but I got to the point about a year before we started um, trying for Grady. Um, and it got to the point where I was, I knew exactly what day I was going to start. I never hurt anymore. They were just regular. They were not mm-hmm. heavy. They were not super light. Um, they were just a normal flow. And it was really kind of life-changing because I struggled with heavy, heavy, heavy cycles most of my life. And, or, well, since I started <laughs> um, having a cycle, um, and that was always, even into adulthood, like it was just so... Um, it it was so bad sometimes. And, you know, even after cancer, having a hormonal cancer, this was before I knew anything about birth control and the dangers of it. They put me back on one that had the lowest estrogen, um, in it. I don't, I I don't Mm -hmm. remember what it's called, but, um, and I was just, once I learned about all this, I was so shocked that they would even allow someone who had breast cancer so young to be back on any sort of birth control, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hormonal yes. or not. Yes. yes. Um, so I also learned, you know, ovulation is extremely important for women's just overall health. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, and that's what birth control stops is your ovulation. And um, your body needs to do that in order to really be kind of at its full potential. Um, and it's just so healthy to be able to ovulate. So suppressing that, um, was just something I wasn't going to do anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. and we kind of practiced just a natural family planning. Um, I knew my cycles, I knew my ovulation time, I knew my fertile windows. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that those two things really are probably the biggest things that I would say, Um, if you're starting to try, you know, working on your hormones and things like that, but also, um, you know, just finding the right supplements for you and finding a company, um, you know, whether it's something that you buy from a friend or a trusted company out there, which are very hard to find because they're usually bought out Mm -hmm. by bigger companies. Um, so finding supplements and vitamins and things like that that are going to, you know, supplement what you lack in your diet, um, you know, things like that. Obviously, your diet is very important. Um, Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect, especially now having a baby, getting back used to a lot of things, um, you know, but just making sure you get the right foods. um, And not all vitamins are created equally. And I stress that to all of my friends, and I try to recommend different ones for them. Um, And so just those, those are probably my top three that I would really, really say that I changed and focused on like hardcore. 
Awesome. No, awesome. That is perfect because that's exactly what I would tell women as well to really start focusing on. Um, and this is what I, I really try to preach and teach in my new and revamped hormone healing coaching that I do is exactly what you just touched on. Um, so that is wonderful, especially when you talked about how not every supplement is created equal. The FDA actually has no regulation of um, mm-hmm. things like that, supplements. Um, which is scary as well. So make sure that you're not just grabbing whatever multivitamin off the store at Target. Um, make sure you're reaching out to somebody who has knowledge in this area, in the supplements area, um, and find ones that are more bioavailable. I do have a couple of podcasts in the past that I have talked about on what are some of my favorite supplements. I also go over what some of the best supplements are that are most bioavailable, meaning what your body can absorb the most rather than peeing out in my hormone healing coaching. Um, and all the things, Leah, that you just said are great, um, great, great pieces of encouragement, great pieces of advice for our listeners. Um, your story is amazing. And I just hope and pray that anyone who listens to this episode will feel touched by your story and have the courage to reach out to whether that's myself or someone else that they know who is knowledgeable in hormones and nutrition and healing and who is honest and real and can just get them the real data and information that they need. Because truly, truly, the reason I'm doing this, the reason you're doing this is that we can feel better and that we can empower other women to feel better as well. So thank you again, Leah. I really loved having you on this episode and I can't wait to see where you go with everything in the future. I know you're going to do great. Did you learn something? I did learn something. Leave me a review. Leave me a review. Still looking for more help? I created a hormone balance plan that is easy, natural, and doable. Because that's what we need as busy moms. And I'm ready to share everything with you in your one-to-one hormone healing coaching. Check out the show notes for links and more details. See you inside.